Hello, my friends. How are you today? It is November 29th, 2021. And can you believe, like, think about this for just a second. Can you believe in a month, just a month, 30 days, we are going to be celebrating New Year's Eve, one way or another, bringing in the new year. Where are you with everything? Like, if you just pause for a second and think, what did you accomplish this year? Are you happy with what you did with your life over the last 365 days? And if you're not 100% happy with the direction that you took, this episode is completely for you. What's holding you back? That's exactly what this episode's about. You know, we're going to we're going to surface, we're going to scratch the surface first, and then we're going to dig a little deeper as to the reasons why we are holding ourselves back from whatever it looks like in life. And yeah, life happens, right? You know, we've, we've had COVID that we've had to deal with and we've had um, families, we've had work pressures, we've had our day to day, but all of that aside, what are you doing to push yourself to the next level? And there is room for pause because sometimes my friends, we take on too much at once and we don't even realize what we're doing. And then we want to throw in the towel, but I'm going to share with you some strategies and some techniques today about what you are actually capable of. And that a pause and a rest is so much better than starting all over again. You ready? Let's settle in, get started. And Grab your notepad, your pen and paper, or be ready to hit pause. Or what I like to do is take screenshots so I know exactly where I left off if I want to come back to a particular spot in an episode. But welcome. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Sonia with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. I help you release the unwanted weight of debt, stress, and pounds. I've been working with clients for over 12 years now. I'm a certified life coach with NLP certifications and mindfulness certifications. I am a certified personal trainer. I run fitness classes twice a week and I'm a healthy eating and weight loss coach. So I really like to step out of my certificates and let you know, more importantly, I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I am in a wonderful relationship with my partner, Tony. I love life, but just like you, I struggle every once in a while. I'm not showing up on these podcasts and being somebody I'm not. I am completely sharing every single realism that happens in my day-to-day life. So yes, I've been holding myself back. I've been thinking twice about things. And I am very proud of my accomplishments that I've done so far this year. I know the year is not done. I still have more things I want to get accomplished. But if I don't get those accomplished and I only make steps and strides in those directions, I am completely okay with that. You know, I wrote a best-selling book this year called Your Story Matters. It's available on Amazon. It's available through the link. I have copies I can sign and send out if you're interested. That was one of my goals. I've been doing podcasts now for years. You know, I took time this year to breathe a little bit and it was something that needed to be done based on a series of events that happened. And during that period of time, I paused. I didn't even push my business. I didn't push myself. I paused. And my friends, you're going to learn that that's exactly what we need from time to time. 
And good morning once again. My dogs are chiming in to say good morning. Now somebody must be walking across the street. And although my office is tucked at the back of the house, in a bedroom that I've made into my co- cozy home office, um, they still get a little bit loud every once in a while. That's how real I am. I just closed the door. And today is a day with Hudson, my grandson. Um, so part of my pausing process has been carving out time for what really matters to make sure that everybody was okay. After um, the incidents that had happened um, about six weeks ago, my mom and my daughter were in, my mom and my oldest daughter were in two separate car accidents. And it was already a rough week to begin with, um, but they were in two separate car accidents within an hour from each other. And I really um, lost it. I broke down. And with every breakdown is a breakthrough. And and this isn't a show today to let you know, you know, wow, this happens. Life happens to all of us. And I'm not afraid to pop on here and to share with you, yep, I pretty much spent the last four or five weeks not being myself, reevaluating my life, putting things into perspective. And that's exactly what I needed to do by pausing. But now, here's the thing. There is nothing holding me back from what I truly want in life. I have goals that I want to conquer and dreams that I want to achieve. And my dreams aren't just my dreams. My dreams are for other people as well. So stay tuned, guys. You ready? We're going to step right into today's episode about what's holding you back. So it starts with that small voice in the back of your mind. The one that knows exactly that you are capable of so much more than what you're doing. It knows something that you are not acknowledging to yourself. There is more for you. A part of you longs to tap into it. Will you finally answer the call? What will it take for you to answer the call? If you get quiet and listen, and most of us don't get quiet enough to listen, but if you get quiet and listen, what is that voice saying to you? What is it that you want truly deep down inside? What is the one thing that you crave to experience in life? I know for me right now, it's the travel bug. I'm starting to want to travel. There's two things, minor things. I'm starting to want to travel and I want to dress up more. I've been working at home and and workout clothes for years and I am ready to dress up more. 100%, whether that means be doing more presentations on stage or more face-to-face, more community events, I am craving to dress up more and I am craving to travel and explore more. Those are two things for me. Those are the two things I'm looking to experience right now. These things are scary, right? It is scary to present in front of a bunch of people. It is scary to travel to the unknown, especially with the world at its finest, or lack thereof, right now. Um, However, it doesn't change my cravings of wanting to explore, travel, dress up in a classy way, okay? And I'm actually taking a minute to write this down because whenever I'm doing these podcasts, I actually get so inspired myself that I motivate myself with different ideas. Believe it or not, and I don't know if I'm the only one, I don't know who else listens to these that write, that does their own podcast as well. I will go back and listen to my own podcast sometimes. I will just play them and be motivated by what I've shared. So that's a true leader, right? When you can inspire other people, including yourself. So the things that you are scared to do, but know that you are capable of, 
This is the exact thing that you should be doing. Once you make the decision to step out of your comfort zone and do that thing, and only you are going to know what that thing is, the world will change. Your world will change for the better once you step out of your comfort zone and do what you've been craving. Fulfill those experiences of traveling more. Fulfill those experiences of dressing up more, but not just being at home, right? It's time, my friends. It's time to step out and to do that thing that you are continuously craving right now. So let's let's dig a little bit deeper. What's holding you back from the work that you've always wanted to do? Think about that question for a moment. I'm going to repeat it. I like to repeat things that are important if you're new to the show. What's holding you back from the work you've always wanted to do? When you want to make a big change in your life, you need to face anything and everything holding you back from making a successful change. So you need to, when you're looking to make a great big change, you need to face everything and anything that could be possibly holding you back. Anything that drains your energy distracts your focus or clutters your mind needs to be filtered out. The best way to filter that out, that's called mental clutter. And the best way to filter that out is by journaling. That's your tip. We'll come back to that. The best way of identifying what you truly want in this world is to start to identify what no longer serves you. What doesn't bring you joy or happiness? I did this experiment when I was dating and I realized, you know, what I didn't want in a partner And then I was started to attract what I did want in a partner. So this will happen to you once you identify what it is that is no longer serving you. So everything that drains your energy, distracts your focus, or clutters your mind needs to be removed. It's called mental clutter. And mental clutter can't be measured in pounds or kilograms. But it is often some of the heaviest stuff we carry around in our life. It either prevents us from moving forward or its weight makes our progress very sluggish. It's baggage that needs to be unloaded. And right now you might even feel how this guy looks. So you might feel how I look. That's what I mean by this guy. Like, actually, I feel fine now. But, you know, like, think of this guy. And I have an image here that I was going to share with you. But um, I'm just going to walk you through it. This guy, by this guy, I mean, like, A dude walking down the street with like 20 backpacks on his back. Literally visualize somebody carrying the weight of the world on their shoulder. And you cannot go through this step alone. You need to talk about this. You need to get whatever thoughts are in your system out of your system. You need to ask yourself reflective questions. You need to journal. Call a coach. Call a friend. But somebody that can honestly let you go through the process. They need to be asking you the right questions to help you dig a little bit deeper. Otherwise, you won't even be scratching the surface here. Okay? So you might feel like you are wearing the weight of the world on your shoulders. You know the greatest obstacle to your own success? It's you. No one else. It's cliche, I know, but it's so true. Over the last five weeks when I was off, I didn't push my business very, I pushed my business very, very, very little. Um, I didn't really work on it. I worked on other things. I took a pause, a big picture pause. I breathed. I did things differently, but I could not physically work on my business. 
I was barely working on myself. And I'm not saying this in a negative way, friends, because you know I've shown up for the last five weeks. What I mean is I wasn't myself every single day. I literally paused and looked at the world differently. And that's what you need to do when you're looking for some big changes and some mental clarity, 100%. You need to pause, and that's where reflection comes into play, journaling, chatting with an advisor, a counselor, a therapist, a coach, somebody that's going to help you get to the root of the problem. And I did all of those things. I saw therapists over the last five weeks. I went to a couple of coaching sessions. I did a lot of work with my, um, my DNA and I had a lot of massages to help physically release the stress from my body that I was carrying. If this is what I'm doing, imagine what you should be doing. I also walked almost every day, got outside into nature, ate healthy. I did things differently, but these are now non-negotiables in my life because here's why the world isn't going to survive. My world isn't going to survive if I'm not in it. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to die if I die. That's not what I'm saying, but I am the bright light. Just like you, you are the bright light to your family. You are the bright light to your friends. You are the bright light to those around you. They look to you for inspiration and guidance. You need to take care of yourself. It's the, it's the old antage. You can't work on an empty cup. You can't. You need to put your own oxygen mask on first. So consider the physical baggage that we're, we're thinking of here of the man walking with the weight of the world on his shoulders. Beyond this baggage, you might be already aware, but there's plenty more you're carrying around with you that is unknowingly holding you back from the work that you've always wanted to do speaking from the truth here. I'm sharing my examples, but this is actually documented research as well as to what holds you back. Your fears. Your fear is a painful emotion triggered by an action your mind believes is dangerous or threatening. Studies have shown that pain from fear is an experience the same as physical pain. People are often afraid of everything. Every one of us has fears, whether we choose to recognize them or not. The worst fears are those that rule almost every decision we make in our lives. And they prevent us from testing the limits of our potential. In most cases, this particular fear will show up as anxiety. In most cases, fear have a legitimate role in our evolution. They make us more alert and they protect us from harm. But Modern life has mitigated most of the fears that once plagued our ancestors. We're no longer out in the woods searching for meat for survival. But yet there's still a powerful force in our minds. Like the fear is still a powerful force in our minds. We can reduce the power once we recognize them and get out, get them out into the open. And this is where addressing your fears makes a huge difference. So what are your fears? Typical, typical fears come from some of the following. You know, I'm afraid of dying before I finish the work. I know I have inside of me. Um, not being able to pay my bills, which is a huge fear, um, but it is still a fear. Whether it is a fear for you now or it was a fear for you at one point, this is a fear for many. I'm just sharing some of the most common fears that people have. Not being able to finish their work that they have, their desire that they have inside of them before they die. Not being able to afford to pay your bills letting people down who counted on you, right? If you're a daughter, if you're a sister, if you're a friend, if you're a parent, so many people count on you for different things. So, and you know, and the source of this particular fear comes from our upbringing. 
And then you add religion and faith to that upbringing and a sense of expectations, right? And sense of community. So what is holding you back? What fears are holding you back? I, I could say all of those fears have at one point held me back. The fear of not completing what I've set out to do. There were many points in times in my life where I was worried about paying my bills, especially when I was alone with the three kids. Even when I was in my marriages with the three kids, it was just a lot of responsibility and it meant a lot of changes and a lot of sacrifices. I really wish I had done things differently when I was younger. I'm really glad that I didn't so I can sit here in front of all of you and share my stories, but this was a huge fear for me. And sometimes this fear of commitment and being there for other people that third component makes me settle so I can afford to pay those bills and fulfill my commitment, right? And forego my primary fear, which is doing what I need to be doing and having my impact on this world before I die. Because we're all meant to have an impact. So what fears are holding you back? So the next thing is let's talk about cravings. A craving is a powerful desire that needs to be almost immediately satisfied. Generally, a craving is a physical need, but it's also a typical need that comforts us. We also have the potential to lose our self-control when it comes to cravings. We overdo it. We all have that temptation within us. It's easy to overdo things. So we need to regain our cravings because they bring us out of our alignment. I said that wrong. I can't read my own handwriting. Sometimes I do make notes when I do this, but we need to rein in our cravings because they bring us out of alignment with our goals and our purpose. They are a huge drain on our energy, our time, and our money. The little comfort they offer, which is typically an instant gratification, we know nothing that comes quickly is worth having. We know this. So cravings come with little comfort that they offer in the mean, in the moment but they can end up being very destructive to our big picture. So what are your biggest cravings? Oh, let's talk about my biggest cravings. And normally it's at night. Chips, sugar, and alcohol can be my downfall. I crave them all. Um, I can polish off a bag of Lay's yellow bag potato chips. Actually, not a bag anymore. But there was a point in time where I could do a full bag. Um, And that's the thing about cravings, right? Is they fill you up with empty satisfaction. The first bite or a small bowl is practically good enough. So what cravings are holding you back? Do you day drink? Do you have a drink because you work from home in the middle of the day and now you can't drive to your fitness class? Example. I mean, I don't do that. If I'm having a drink, I'm not going anywhere. Um, And normally it's a glass of wine at night. And it's not even very often anymore. That's one of the positive shifts that came out of pausing for five weeks. Um, It really, really is. So... What cravings are holding you back? So we've talked about fears. We've talked about cravings. And now we're going to talk about desires. A desire is a strong feeling or wish to have something in a particular place in your life at a particular time that will bring you satisfaction. So I'm going to say that again. A desire is a strong feeling or wish to have something in particular in your life that will bring you satisfaction. Generally, a desire is something currently out of your reach. You you almost don't think it's possible, but desires can be both attainable and unattainable. They can be both healthy and unhealthy. 
I believe healthy desires are lofty goals that can motivate you to create positive changes in your life. Unhealthy desires become obsessions. There's a difference. Healthy desires become goals. Unhealthy desires become obsessions. They become the sole source of your happiness. They become a need and not something to be enjoyed. So what are your unhealthy desires? Think about this. I once and often still do desire financial security because as soon as I think I have it, one of my kids are in need. And that's what I do as a mom. I am there to support them and enable them to live a better life than I did. That's what most parents want. So I once desired financial security and I will say I still desire financial security. Who doesn't want to worry about money? Once I achieved my desires though, I was severely disappointed because becoming financially secure didn't make me feel any more satisfied or happy. It made me feel empty inside because I was ignoring all of the other ingredients to my happiness. I learned the hard way that money isn't everything. And I talked about this the other day with a friend of mine and he's got everything he wants right now in terms of finances. For the first time in his life, he's financially settled. Doesn't have a relationship, lives at home with his parents, has an okay job, has a nice truck, but there is so much missing out of his life that he would trade all of that right now, all of the financial security that he has for the first time ever for a little bit more of everything else. And I understand. I've been there. There is a sweet spot in life and we need to understand what those are in our life because money isn't everything. I would rather spend my time filling up my life with things I love to do than and bring in a nice paycheck than to be rolling around in the dough, to be honest. So what unhealthy desires are holding you back? And the best way to think about this is where are you macro focused? What are you so honed in on? Like, are you so honed in on your budget that you won't even buy yourself a cup of Starbucks because it's $8 instead of $2 at Timmy's or that you don't even go through the drive-thru anymore because you want to save that $2. And, and that's okay if it's for a short-term period. But if you can't keep this short-term pattern consistently for the rest of your life, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, whether it's diet, weight loss, whether it's debt, whether it's stress, if you can't do these things on a regular basis for the rest of your life, don't do it. Make other changes, slower, more subtle changes. So you can stay consistent. Consistency is going to get you the results. So what unhealthy desires are holding you back? All right. Up next is your expectations. An expectation is a strong belief that something will likely happen or it is a preference to have something happen in a certain way. Okay. Expectation is I'm going back to work this week, right? After taking a bit of a a leave, I'm going back to work. That's my expectation. More often than not, expectations are not within our control. When expectations aren't realized, they can, what they can leave us is very disappointed or in shock. If we don't get the outcome or the answer that we're anticipating, we tend to get disappointed, whether we subconsciously realize this was the intention or not. Our careers are filled with expectations about when we'll get promoted, how much money we'll make, how successful we'll be in five, 10 years etc., whatever that looks like. And sometimes those expectations are unrealistic. 
because we haven't taken an honest assessment of ourselves and our abilities. So for those that do New Year's resolutions, you have an expectation of what you want to accomplish that year. And every single Friday, I do something called Check-In Friday, where I ask you to summarize your wins for the week and what's moved the needle forward. And sometimes it might not seem like much. But if you stop and think about it, I'm sure that there were things that you did to help move the needle forward so you're closer and closer to your expectations, your goals. But we easily get disappointed when those expectations aren't met. And then we ignore all of the progress we've made. I can sit here and say, well, you know what? I didn't do anything in the last five weeks. So whatever, right? It was just a pause in my life. But that's not true. I took better care of myself. And I was already taking pretty good care of my, myself, but now I'm taking better care of myself. So what does that mean? It means I was walking more, as I said, more mindful. I added affirmations to my daily routine. I'm eating better. I'm walking better. I didn't socialize as much because I needed to regress. I journaled more. I said no to a lot more during that period of time. All of those things probably led to disappointment. But they definitely changed my expectations on myself. Okay? It helped me take care of myself. Disappointment for other people, but prioritizing what needed to be done. So what are my expectations? Honestly, I've had so many expectations for myself, my career, in my life, that it's hard to remember. I want to be a good mom. I want to be good at what I do. I have a bit of a perfectionist tendency. Now, I don't expect perfection from anybody else, but I expect to show up every day and do my very best. So I have an issue when other people judge that, and I don't care where that is in my life because I know I've shown up and done my best. But looking back, I've realized that most of my productive expectations are surrounded by the thoughts about how I live my purpose and my values. Showing up every single day to do my best makes it irrelevant to how anybody else thinks I do my best. And if you want a recharge on this, you want to read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I read this book every single year, and it is a great reminder. Um, the Four Agreements, and I'm just going to sidebar for two seconds here. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. When your best is going to change from moment to moment and you understand that, you'll be different when you are healthy as opposed to when you are sick. But under any circumstances, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regrets. I love this book. Again, this is an annual read for me. I find it amazing to read this particular book every single year because it reminds me that I am doing the very best that I can every single day. I live my purpose and my values the best that I can that day, a hundred percent. And over the last five weeks, it may have looked different than five weeks in July or five weeks in the spring or your first five weeks into the new year. But I can honestly say I did my best. I showed up as the best grandma to my grandson. I was happy. I was relaxed. I was all of these things. And that was super important for me to sit here and realize that because when we're not doing the things we normally do, we feel like we're not doing our best, but in what other areas are we doing our best? It can look different. And that's where I challenge you to take a step back and see what's looked different for you because the expectations 
are that we were counterproductive to my career were those tied to specific outcomes like getting a promotion, making a certain amount of money by a certain age, consistently thinking of my next job was finally going to make me completely happy or for the right time. Those are my prior expectations. And they were very counterproductive because perhaps my career isn't what I do from nine to five. Right? Perhaps my career is how I influence other people like these podcasts. Perhaps my career is how I live every day in my life and just being happy and joyful. So my expectations that were tied into the J-O-B were things like promotions, recognition, more money, a different role, right? It's not up to my nine to five to make me happy at all. It's up to me to make me happy. And that was an expectation most of us actually bring into the world. So what expectations are holding you back? Before we go on to the next, the next section, I want to say many people have expectations when it comes to relationships and that's why they want to be in a relationship. I remember when I met Tony, I was thinking, you know, and don't laugh about this, but I remember I was thinking, you know, my life is so awesome. I'm just looking for the right person to share it with wasn't the fact that I needed somebody. I just wanted to share some of the moments with, and that's exactly what I discovered. Um, and it took a lot to get to that point. A lot of, I would joke, kissing a lot of toads, a lot of trying different things, but I was at a point in my life where everything was really, really good. And I'm still at that point. Tony isn't my everything. He is in my heart, but I am my own complete person and I'm happy with him in my life, but I'm happy doing things without him in my life. Does that make sense? And most people that are looking for a relationship or in search for something more, you need to find it within yourself first and don't expect happiness to come from somebody else. Okay. Rethink those expectations. Yes, he completes me and we have fun together, but we both have fun on our own as well. Whatever that looks like. Okay. You ready? The next one is your risk tolerance. Your risk tolerance is your motivation for seeking untested opportunities and your ability to embrace change. So I'm going to use myself as a personal example on this again. Um, So I also like to think of risk tolerance as your measure for your fear of failure. So over the last week, I think you all know that I'm working towards becoming a financial advisor, which means lots of certificates, lots of learning, lots of training, and provincial exams where I need a certain amount to pass. It's not just 50%. It's like 60% or greater. And I got stuck on some of the learning on the modules, I'll be honest. And I wanted to give up. Now, maybe doing this during the five weeks wasn't the best timing to dive right in because I mentally wasn't prepared for more challenges when I needed to digress. And I, you don't realize when you're going through something, what you need to be going through and where you need to learn and evolve the most, right? So you really don't learn that until you take a step back and you realize what it was all for. But I was like, I said to a friend of mine last week, I don't know if I'm going to do this. She goes, you'd be great at it. Helping people in terms of finances, helping them secure their money, helping them grow, You would be great at it. It's exactly what you're doing right now, but now you'd be able to make different money off of it. Her words of encouragement, and we all have words of encouragement from different people. And if you don't, guys, hook me up as your friend. I will encourage you every single day. And that helped me think differently. It helped me realize, okay, I'm going to do the boot camp. I'm going to learn everything I need to learn about this. I'm going to add this to my portfolio. And here's why. I'm not afraid to learn just because it's hard I have nothing to lose by learning. So my fear of failure stood in the way 
And people with a low tolerance of risk direct all of their energy into holding on to everything they already have. They fear change. People with a high tolerance for risk direct all of their energy into pursuing new opportunities. And they have no guarantee for success, but they are driven by change. You know, it made me stop and realize when I'm like, okay, I can see how this fits into my life, how this fits into my cottage life, how I can be helping people. And it doesn't matter where I'm located. I can be helping people from the cottage. So think about what area in your life you can make, add a tolerance of risk, make some change that's going to actually help propel you closer to your dreams because the world around you is changing faster than it ever has before. Risk avoidance is probably not in your best interest because change is coming to your life, whether you want it or not. Let it be on your terms, right? Things aren't going well in one area of your life or another. Evaluate it. Pause. What can you do differently? What can you do differently? And when you take a chance and fail, at least you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. And then you'll be able to add another piece to your puzzle of success. You see, without change, without risk, without failure, you're not learning anything. And when we stop learning, we stop growing. So what is your risk tolerance? Well, early in my life, I would say my risk tolerance was a little bit more conservative than it is now. Um, five years ago, I decided to move from central Ontario, back to southwestern Ontario where my folks were. And I'd already moved to Calgary and came back, lived in Aurelia, which is central Ontario. And I decided this time for no reason, just because my parents were still in our small hometown to move back home. I gave up notice where I was living. I gave two months notice because at that point I was renting, gave two months notice without having a place to go. I knew I would find my home here. And I did. I took a major risk. I took my job, moved it here, started my business, moved it here. And my friends, it was exactly in my heart, the right thing to do. And I don't regret it for a day. Actually, I know it was the best thing I needed to do, but without taking that risk, I would never have known. I would never have met Tony. My kids were in a beautiful blended relationship. Now our parents, well, my parents, he doesn't have, he doesn't have parents. He's been on his own. I don't know if those have listened to this before, but he's been on his own since he was 17 when his mom passed. So, you know, his story is completely different than mine. I've got a fun, loving, close family who sometimes are much. And he reminds me, at least I have a family and it is so very true. Okay. That's not what this is about though, but what is your risk tolerance? What are you willing to do? Okay. You ready for a bit more? Asking for permission. Permission is giving someone else the authority to decide what you can and cannot do. And it is so easy to fall into this trap. Asking for permission is ingrained in us as children. So is, by the way, answering a question right away. If you were in school and the teacher asked you a question and you didn't know the answer, it was assumed that you didn't know what you were talking about or that you were wrong, or there was something that you just didn't do your homework. Like it was a negative response. But when I keep on asking you your, these questions, I don't expect you to answer them. Like what is your risk tolerance? I expect you to think about them, let them sit, see what comes up. It's a completely different approach than what we were taught in school. Because asking for permission is ingrained as us, ingrained in us as we were very, very young, right? We constantly look for validation of others who tell us when it's time for us to make our next move 
and which opportunities are next for us to pursue. We're always looking for that. Always. When was the last time you've asked your friends for an advice or an opinion or what they would do? I'm giving you permission to stop asking for permission. You are the sole authority over your life. And you get to decide how you live it. You know, the biggest thing I hear from my clients is, my calendar, I don't have time. It's not a priority. I can't fit it in my calendar. You create your calendar, my friends. You completely create it. It is up to you. So you may be disappointing people along the way, but they are not living your life. You are. This is your story to tell. And I'm going to share with you what I share with my clients. What do you want those people to say when it comes time for a eulogy at the end of the day? Fast forward to the very end of your life and you're laying there and somebody stands up and talks about the highlights of your life. What do you want them to say at your eulogy? What impact are you leaving on the world? Well, she didn't take risks and she needed to ask for permission all the time. What do you want them to say? I was sharing this story the other day and I, I've already worked on my eulogy. I, I've, I've been working on leaving that legacy behind and that's why that cottage is so important to me. My brother and I were talking just the other day and I'm like, yeah, you know, our vacation consisted of going to Quebec to watch TV in a different language, driving 14 hours, watching my dad stress out in the car so my mom could be with her family. As great as that was, that wasn't necessarily a vacation for us. And the alternative to that was camping in the same town that we lived in so my dad could still go to work. But our story is not much different than any of you listening to this. That's why having that cottage is so important to me. It can be a memory maker for other people as well as my own family. And it's something I plan on leaving in my will as a forever home for the generations to come. That's my why. And I don't need permission to do that. But I am sharing with you why it's so important to think of your legacy and your eulogy so you stop asking for permission. Have you asked for permission in your career? Think about this. Have you ever thought that you could only build a business by having a partner or that you could only earn a paycheck by having a job? More often than not, right? How many times have you undermined several opportunities because you were looking for validation? Or worse yet, how many times have you convinced yourself that you needed validation? Personally, I solely came to realize that I was the reason for my business success. Nobody else. And I, I've I accomplished this when I've done joint ventures, like joint weight loss challenges or joint um, vision boards, I am the one that puts the passion in because I am the one that wants the results. I can't speak for anybody else, but I know I did my best. My need for permission has also held me back from choosing partners that best complemented my strengths. Yes, partners, friendships, relationships. Who do you have that complements your strengths? Who do you have that complements your weakness? I surround myself with people that challenge me to think differently. I have my closest friends and I surround myself from people that challenge me to think differently. They don't complement my strengths. They help me grow as a person. In the past, I wanted somebody that complemented my strengths. I don't need that anymore. What permission do you need to do the work that you've always, always wanted to do? The first action to start letting go, if you want to design your life your way on your own terms, you need to liberate yourself from all of the stuff holding you back. 
I believe the most effective action you can take is to start the process, is to make a list of all of your fears, all of your cravings, unhealthy desires, and unrealistic expectations. I'm 48 years old. I don't need my cottage this year. No. Something I can have in the next five, six months. No, I'm kidding. Probably, but no. There's nothing wrong with me having this in the next five years. And that's the thing. I don't want to rush the process to do it right. How about you? I believe the most effective action you can take is to start the process. Start by identifying what it is that's not serving you. Start with your fears, cravings, unhealthy desires, and unrealistic expectations. Stop hiding that stuff in your head. Get it out in the open by writing it down. Take an inventory of every single last one of them. Just grab a piece of paper and write desires on the top. Next piece of paper, well, maybe not desires, unhealthy desires, remember? Because unhealthy desires is one thing, but then you've got goals for the healthy desires. You might even consider keeping a journal as you bring more awareness to your mindset that you're not even aware that's going to happen. And that's exactly what's going to happen. The more aware you are, the more you can be consciously making the right choices and moving that needle a little bit more towards the right. Here's the thing. For some reason, you start to lose your power once you transform your thought into your own handwriting. Once you put things on paper, it's so much different. I suppose it's because you get to view them from a different perspective outside of your mind. I can sit here and honestly say, this is 100% true. If you don't know where to journal, give yourself five minutes, write down fears, cravings, unhealthy desires, and unrealistic expectations, and see what comes up. And do it again tomorrow. I can sit here and say the last five weeks were a waste, but they weren't a waste. I took such good care of myself. I paused. I caught my breath. I thought things through differently, and it's exactly what I needed. But in the moment, I felt like I was suffering through some of those days. And those that were really close to me, no, they know that. They completely know that. And I'm not sitting here for any reason to share my vulnerability or how real I am to get a pity party. That's not what this is about. It happens to all of us. But when we write things down, when we talk things out, when we share those insecurities, the world changes. The perspective changes. And as you reread your thoughts, they might even seem ridiculous or funny. Just like me sharing some of this today, I had a huge change of perspective as I'm going over this information with you today. Huge change. Your mind might even seem clear now that you've had an unburdened it that you've unburdened it from having to keep it all in there. Once you let everything out of your mind and put it on paper, they should be talking about journaling in school, my friends. They honestly should because you're no longer burdening all of these thoughts with everything that you do. And most importantly, though, you are finally being honest with yourself by admitting that these issues are holding you back from what you truly want to do. So now that you have a list, start coming up with individual strategies for dealing with each one of them. Fear, cravings, desires, and expectations. What is the source? What is your action? It's because these are problems that can be solved instead of ones weighing you down. I am here to help you every step along this way. I would love to see your list. I would love to talk to you about this. And more importantly, be sure to chime in to our Celebrate Everything community on Facebook, where you can go ahead and share a lot of your feedback on your fears, cravings, desires, and expectations. This is episode 85, my friends, and thank you so very much for joining me once again.